Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Casey Berman for Love or Leave the Law podcast uh, with my colleague Adam here, my co-host. And uh, we're excited to have you today because we're really going to get into some detail about how you can really thrive within the law. Now, in our last episode, which I encourage you to check out, we talked about the current environment of where the law is as well as what caused this. We went back a bit, and this is going to be a topic that we're going to talk about a lot. Um, we've called it Why the Law Sucks, and we know that might ruffle a number of feathers, but we really feel kind of in the spirit of this show that we really want to unpack things as much as possible, really do some IRAC on ourselves, do some IRAC on our industry to really see what's going on. Uh, we don't want to focus on the negative. We really want to focus on solutions, but we're not really sure what solutions we can bring until we see what the issues are. And some of the issues at a macro level that we've seen with the law and speaking with lawyers who practice in the 50s and 60s and 70s, um, in looking at statistics and seeing what the, the, the mainstream media and research have brought is in many ways there are just too many lawyers. It, it's supply and demand. And what that's led to that Adam and I have seen firsthand is that there's lawyers who aren't making that much money. There's lawyers who are acting in an unscrupulous or greedy way. There's there's unbased lawsuits and and on and on. And so um, the issue in our industry now is that uh, there, there's just not a lot of satisfaction uh, for many lawyers out there, which is why many want to leave. Um, many are not making enough money. Many are struggling. And so uh, we went into a lot of the macro issues in the last episode. Please check it out. It's also something we're going to continue to analyze uh, as we move forward with the podcast. So, right. so keep listening. One thing that I want to do is, as you know, uh, we focus on how to love or leave the law. I run leavelawbehind.com, so you can probably guess what my focus is. And, and Adam is really about um, the yin to my yang around how do you love the law. So the big question we have in this episode is based on what we talked about last week, uh, based on you know this this horrible macro condition, all this bad news, things are being commoditized, uh, things are moving offshore. How do I build my business? I can't make money. Da 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 da. Um, what we want to talk about today are some solutions, some tactics, some actions that you can take. So, Adam, with that in mind, for the people out there that are listening, you know, what are some things that they can do to move forward, even in these harsh conditions? to make sure they have a practice that thrives, to make sure that they start enjoying what they're doing so they can make money, they can provide value, and really find clients that they align with and can really help. What? Let's help out. What are some things they can do? Well, this was something I looked deeply at, Casey, when I wanted to, to be in love with the law. I wanted to love what I was doing every day and not push against it, not resistant, resist it, because a lot of what I was doing was stuff I didn't like. And so... The first thing that I can tell people is start to do more of what you love. And what is it that you like to do first and foremost? Some of us don't do anything we love, but what is it that you like to do every day? What is it about the law that you like? And yeah. start to explore how you can delegate the stuff that you don't like. So what I did is I sat down with a piece of paper and I did the two column thing that we a lot of us do. And I wrote like or love and hate or yeah. dislike. Yeah. Not a lot of it was hate, but most of it was dislike. 
and I started to make a list. And the things that I really loved were marketing and networking and connecting with people and doing at the time newsletters and going out and um, going to networking events and getting people's business cards and finding the people that could be really good referral partners to me that could refer me business in big ways. And yeah, I think that goes to your unique genius, which is really about business and networking. You're a lawyer, but I, I really think you've got that core of the business. I, I could see someone else focusing on those two columns and saying, I don't want to do the marketing right. or business. I love the theory of law. I love uh, really getting deep into the, yeah. the argument, the persuasion. Maybe they love litigating. Maybe they love the counseling and yeah. being that advisor, you know? So it, it really depends on the person. That's but right. I, I spoke with an attorney uh, last week, 63 years old, been doing this for 20 years, young, vibrant, young at heart. Um, but he's been doing it 25 years. And really, I asked him, why do you want to leave? And he's like, well, I'm not even sure I want to leave. But I can just tell you the networking, the marketing, the dealing with the invoicing. He hated that part. He wanted yeah. to just sort of really he was a talker. He loved to talk to the client. So I think that in your situation, it was more the business case. But the the business networking, when you look at these columns, it could also be the other side. And, and that's OK. It's, yeah, it's being honest with yourself. Their columns are their own. And right. uh, the only thing I can share with that with everybody is my story. And I'll, we'll share other people's stories as well because everybody's different. And this is yep. what we're here to, to do is to talk about what are the possibilities for you. So my columns were I didn't like the day-to-day -day stuff. I don't like numbers. I don't like balancing the books. I, I don't like uh, – I didn't and, – and I got to the point where I had done 5,000 closings. And when you yeah. get to that point, it's like how many times can you, can you tell the same joke – that you tell about the mortgage or right. some of the other documents. And so it, it, to me, I didn't want to do the closings anymore. And I didn't want to do some of the, the I didn't want to litigate anymore. I didn't want to go to court because it was a difficult place to be just because other yeah. attorneys don't make it uh, something that it could be in that let's resolve our clients problems. Let's not make more problems. And so uh, my list was my own, but the way you start this is to figure out what your list is. Right. I mean, we have we have our unique genius, as you call it. And that is what are we really good at? You want to call it gifts? Doesn't matter what you call it. But there are things that you're good at that you really enjoy. So the more you can focus on stuff that you enjoy and that you like doing, the happier you're going to be in the law. I created a framework of 10 steps to awakening, as, as I've titled them in my book, Raising the Bar. It's on Amazon if you have an opportunity to check it out. It's uh, the start of this work for me. And uh, a lot of what we're going to teach today is there, but there's it goes a lot deeper in the book. But the 10 steps are really my steps that I took to help me get to a point where my life was in order. My life had been such disarray. I was working 12 and 15-hour days. And part of the problem with what I had then was – I wasn't organized. I wasn't organized. And so one of the other things that we're going to teach you here is how to get uber organized. And so stress comes from resistance. And one of the well show we're probably going to do two or three from here is going to be about stress because stress is an overwhelming problem for our profession. But one of the things I found was the more organized I got, the less stressed I got because when I really had everything in a place where I knew what was the next step. 
I knew what was the most important things to work on that day, that moment, that hour. Uh, I had taken control of things in a way that I never had. Adam, would you say is that number two? I mean, the first one was the columns and what you're good at. And then it, does organization rise to sort of a, a second step there? Where does that fit in? Well, there's there's plenty of steps. We're, we're going to go through them all on this podcast, but we're going to throw out some things that you can do now with very little background, very little background. And, and as we get into each of these things, we're going to expand on them 20, 30 minutes of pop. So what I want to do for everybody today is just give people an overview of how they can move towards that. And regardless, these are all things that are business oriented and, and life oriented, life hacks, whatever you want to call them. And a lot of the five-minute short episodes that you and I are going to do are going to be those things about life and how we have been able to organize our life and live, as I call it, the ideal life. But I think you're right, though. When you don't have that organization, when you just don't – and it's more than just a to-do list. When you don't have that organization um, – and a lot of that organization comes from what I found is really identifying what you're good at. Mm -hmm. And once you've done that, then you're able to delegate yeah. the other things. And once you're able to delegate things, you can then really focus on what you're good at and then organize that, prioritize yeah. that, and let other people do the other stuff. That's right. And it reduces a huge amount of stress and it makes you more efficient. Well, there's a great book that I mention all over the place. And every video I do on getting organized is going to discuss this book because it's a book that totally changed my life. And the name of the book is Getting Things Done by David Allen. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes down below and you can check it out. But uh, there's still no other book I've read, and I've read thousands of them. As you know, you, you ask me, is there a book you haven't read? Well, yeah, there's plenty, but I, I've read quite a few, and this one by far is the best at getting organized. It helps you to get your email inbox organized, which most of us use our email like a to-do list, and it's not there for that, and things get lost in the shuffle. And I'm going to tell you, based on my discussions with a uh, malpractice attorney that I know, we had uh, I represented a hedge fund back in the day, and they had an attorney that they wanted to sue for malpractice. And I sat down with him, and this was right around the time I started to discuss um, doing these types of work, this kind of work. And I asked him, what is the thing that mo trips most lawyers up? And he said, they forget to do stuff. They forget to do stuff. And this problem is can, and, and can be solved by not using your inbox as a to-do list. So yeah. um, when he said that to me, I said, well, we can forget a lot of stuff. But this is why I'm saying get organized. And uh, we're going to have multiple episodes on this, Casey. So um, the other parts of the steps, let me just outline them quickly and give a brief overview of them because we're not going to keep you too long in these episodes. We're going to be with you 20, 30 minutes. We know you're busy. We don't want you to you know, have our episode every one. Now we could, because as I said, we've got a lot to teach, but we just want to get in and get out with some stuff that you can add to help you. Okay. So part and parcel of the steps, life purpose is one, and that's what Casey calls unique genius. And my take on it is when you find what you're passionate about what you find when you find what you love around being in a career i don't like to call it work because that connotates something negative but in your career when you find out what you love and you find that purpose your gifts uh, and you connect with that we've talked a little bit about that i call it light purpose and casey calls it unique genius and we'll have opportunities to discuss that in much greater depth um 
And then you start to look at directing your consciousness, directing your awareness towards an intention. And it's, and it's called living from intentionality. Um, some people will say, well, that's, that's what goals are. It's, it's much deeper than that. And I'm going to show you and teach you how to use the power of visualization and intention. And because most of us, we're working on our business and are in our business and not on it. And so the intention should be to create raving fans and treat every customer like they're part of your family. We're going to discuss also in this podcast the uh, systemization of your law firm or your business, systemizing every part of your business. And that's part of getting organized. And that centers around intentionality too. What is it that you want to do? We are of service to people. We are in the service business. That's what we do as lawyers. And so when you understand that a lot of us are introverts, and this is what Casey alluded to earlier, a lot of attorneys are introverts and, and uh, the profession... Overall, when you look at intro, introverted people, they don't like getting out and networking and meeting people. They want to just stay in the office and work. But the problem with that, and this is another solution here, the problem with being an introvert and just wanting to stay in the office and do whatever comes through uh, yeah. your email or comes through the door, or, you know, door law as they call it. I'm going to take whatever case comes through the door. The problem with that is that you can't become successful as an introvert. So what we're going to share with you now, I'm a bit of an extrovert. Uh, I love getting out and meeting people and I can have a conversation with just about anybody, but I understand also that we're all introverts and extroverts to a certain extent. And um, I want to teach you and share with you how you can market to people where you don't have to leave your office. There's a, so much you can do to create the brand that is you to set yourself apart from the masses of lawyers, and that's another solution. And that is get in front of people somehow, some way, so that they know who you are. That's part of the problem most attorneys have is that they're so busy working to do closings or, or to do their the wills and estates or whatever there is they're doing that they don't spend time building their practice. And it's like, planting seeds that you harvest months from now if you're not doing those things now to harvest some kind of something yeah. down the road you don't have anything and so this is where a lot of attorneys find themselves and they they're not that busy because they're not planting the seeds in order to get in front of their ideal clients and so um, and you know, yeah i think that's a great point i just want to say around you know introverts and extroverts a lot of us attorneys are introverts uh, or have some of that uh, within us. And I think that we live in an extroverted world. You know, when you think about the type of personalities that are celebrated in media or the type of ways that you build business, a lot of it is extroverted, networking, shaking hands, talking, and so on. Uh, and some of us just aren't that comfortable. And I just wanna let everyone know that that's okay. You can still network, you can still create a business, uh, bringing clients, um, even if you're an introvert, you can do that via a lot of the marketing technologies we're going to talk about uh, via email, just writing emails, um, doing video if you enjoy that, having other people do it for you. But there's a lot of ways that even introverts can create that network. And and what's different nowadays is you don't need to go schmooze at the at the bar association or at the country club or something. You can do it via email and you can do it in an automated way which Adam's not his head. He's he, he, We're going to get into a lot more detail about that. But it's really around 
doesn't worry if you're an introvert or extrovert, whether you do an email, whether you do it this way. It's just a matter of getting in touch with people. It's a matter of just kind of consistently letting them know that you add value, providing great content, writing things. So even if we're an introvert, that's great in many ways. That extroverts don't have those type of skills. And so, uh, you know, it, it, connecting with people and building that uh, sort of value is something that all of us can do. So introverts, don't worry. There's a lot we're going to go through here that that can help you in, in building that practice, which then enables you to really focus on what you want to do, which is the analysis, the brief writing, um, or whatever it else it is that doesn't include getting in front and networking. Yeah, it's a good point. And the fact of the matter is that there's lots you can do to connect with people online when you're not in person. So we're going to go through a lot of those techniques and strategies. Uh, the, Well, next, if you're an introvert, part of this whole podcast is going to be about facing your fears. And we're going to teach you how to face your fears and start to let go of them. Because what is life about? To me, it's about being a well-rounded person. And part of the 10 steps that I have to this awakening is about life balance. And balance to me means accepting what you like and don't like, but also embracing the idea that you can start to face your fears. And when you do that, your your fears start to diminish. So let us teach you ways, if you are an introvert, to face those fears of getting out in public speaking or getting out in front of people and meeting people and let go of that. Because I can tell you, a big part of my success was facing the fear, especially at the beginning when I was a new lawyer, like, oh, man, I don't really know what I'm doing, even though I was working with someone that had been around 25 years and knew what they were doing. It's like, oh, I'm not sure about this. And I just I faced those fears. And as I started getting out there and shaking people's hands and connecting with people and finding those ideal clients and referral partners, it became fun. It really did. Now, I was a bit of an extrovert, but there is a part of me that just likes to stay home and work on video or work on connecting with people through Facebook ads or there's a ton of ideas. So, yes, Casey, you're totally right in that we're going to help you no matter what side of the fence you're on, introvert, extrovert. And it, it really is all about creating a balance in your life, too. So lastly, to wrap this episode up, if there is uh, attorneys that you can mentor, that's going to help you and them. Uh, it will help the profession, especially the younger attorneys in uh, the hometown of Broward County in Fort Lauderdale, where I practice law, there the bar association there has come up with a great mentoring pro uh, process and program. And uh, I need to talk with some of them, and we'll interview some of them because it's it's um, cutting edge of what they're doing, and I think they're helping a lot of the younger attorneys because a lot of the older attorneys are having a lot of trouble with the younger attorneys because they don't really know what they're doing. So they're meeting them in court. Their uh, adversaries in court or they run across them in some capacity and they want to help. So we can all make a difference when we do those kinds of things. And, and understanding every decision that you make for you, your family, your children, your clients, your, your team, your staff, it impacts all of us, every single decision. So when you understand that every decision you make uh, has an end result that is good or bad, Take time before you make some of these decisions. If you decide that you, you're going to take a client and make sure it's for their best interest, not just to pad your bottom line. And if you want to learn more about finding a niche in the law and stick with us here, we're going to help you. So 
Um, that's just a brief overview, Casey, of, of the stuff that people can start to look at now to help them to find their path in the law, find a way that they can align with being a lawyer and help them out of some of these difficult situations. And this, I'm going to say it again, but this really is the reason why we started this podcast was to give you a different perspectives and new ideas. The ideas are the key. The ideas are the currency to help you to become successful. And that for me has been the way I became successful was just to, to find as many new ideas as I could look at all these ideas in books and seminars and webinars and all the rest of that stuff, and then start to implement those new ideas. So the stuff you're learning today and, and from anyone, regardless of whether it's us or a book or, or seminar, it's not just about the intellectual exercise of reading. It's not about the intellectual exercise of learning these new things. It's starting to implement them. So the biggest takeaway from today for me, for you, is go get the book, Getting Things Done. Go get my book, Raising the Bar. Start to learn from other people. Yeah. Tony Robbins talks about modeling. And what does that mean? Not on the runway, because neither one of Casey or I is, uh, are good enough looking to be models. <laughs> but modeling is about looking to see what other people have done to become a success and using those principles in your own life as a guiding place to help you. And this is what we're here to help you with. You can yeah. model what we have done and all the people that we're going to bring on as guests. And so in the next episode, we're going to talk about why the legal profession is a good place to be. We haven't bashed the legal profession. We've just been very honest about some of the problems we have and, and talked about solutions. But next we're going to talk about why it's kind of cool to be a lawyer and why you may want to stay a lawyer and, and look at the reasons why being a lawyer is a, is a good place to be. Yeah. Casey, yeah. anything you want to talk about to wrap up? No, I, I think it's great. Uh, you know, in this episode, we talked about some things that you can start doing to, to really start thriving in, in, in law uh, I think, like we mentioned, you know, looking at really what you're good at, building those columns, because then you can delegate what you're not. Uh, I think that's difficult for some if they're a solo, but uh, there's so many ways through automation and through technology to do that, virtual assistance or, or uh, automated marketing. It really can happen. People are doing it. Um, I think also getting that organization down, you know, not missing things. Is huge, you know. Just don't use your inbox as as a to do list, but really being able to find ways to um, uh, become more organized, which goes along with finding what you're good at and delegating the others. It, it's just a big time thing. I talk to so many solos and small firms who are just. It's not that they don't like the law; they really do like the law. They're just overwhelmed by things. They just mm -hmm. don't know where to turn. And I think, you know, the last point around. Uh, really understanding who you're good at, but also modeling and, and pushing yourself. If you're an introvert, that's okay. Delegate the stuff that you don't want to do, but at the same time, really see that, that you can push yourself. You can be a public speaker. You can right. do things that you otherwise might not think you could. Because the goal here is that the reason, I think, one of the main reasons the law is a great place is because there's still people who need help. People need help. They need that value that we create. And all of this around us, around the, the industry being disrupted or lawyers doing bad things, you know, that's real. There's a lot of, uh, um, you know, drug abuse and alcohol abuse and depression. But I think that comes from the fact that 
uh, too many of us are, are disconnected. And if you really focus on what you're good at, focus on adding value to those clients in a lot of the ways with the tools and solutions that we provide, uh, there's a great place within the law for people to remain as lawyers. So just want to end on that. Um, you know, again, thank you so much for being part of the, the Love or Leave the Law podcast. Um, you know, Adam and I are doing this again to, to just kind of get these ideas out there, voice solutions. Uh, and next episode, we're going to talk and drill down even more into the type of things that you can do to really thrive and create that great practice for you. Thanks for being with us and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone.